Overcoming My Narcissism, is a journal of my journey in an attempt to manage my narcissism. I am doing this to help document my progress by having you, my listeners, actively involved in this topic. It will be helpful to me and others to discover the ability to overcome narcissism. I am not a doctor or a medical professional in any way. I am just a podcaster expressing my thoughts. Do not take anything heard or presented here as medical or treatment advice. If you feel you are a victim of narcissism or potentially a narcissist yourself, please reach out to a medical professional or to the podcast and we will help you find a medical professional to discuss treatment advice. I do hope to be able to overcome my narcissism and help other narcissists and society in general accept narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, much as they would alcoholism or drug addiction. A treatable problem that once recognized and admitted to by the patient followed with proper treatment and support can be managed. Again, this is a podcast directed to narcissists by a narcissist. About two or three weeks ago, a memory popped up on one of my social media feeds. And I reflected on that memory. I basically posted that 11 years ago today, I had went on a date that ultimately would change my life. The person from that date has left my life many years ago. But the lessons I learned during and after that relationship have put me on this journey. While I don't know when or how this journey will end, I am fortunate to have went on that date. It has given me the desire to change. I am also sorry she had to be the one to do the teaching. No one deserves that. Of course, I'm talking about the relationship prior to the one I'm in, the one with A. It's been rough, and I still sit here three and a half years after that relationship ended, actually four years after that relationship ended, and I still think about her. It's not in a love fashion anymore, or even the narcissistic, I want to still find out if I have control over her. It's truly deep inside of me, and I've reflected on this for months, that I am so upset. I know she was a wonderful person. She was a good person. She gave her heart. Um, I don't have anything blocked or hidden because I want those constant reminders of the I love yous I got early in the relationship and how she missed me. It may be shortchanging me in the present, but it does remind me. And just like this podcast, it brings me back to reality that if I let my narcissism take control and I take things around me for granted, I'm going to end up back the same way. 
honestly the last statement that no one deserves that. She never did. I want to still reach out, say I'm sorry, explain that I'm undergoing treatment, basically explain what I said in that statement, that I'm glad we had our relationship. We had fun in our relationship, especially early on before I started to slip into my narcissism, taking everything for granted, not listening to her, not taking her emotions, wants, and needs into account. They say it takes a traumatic break or a suicide attempt for a narcissist to realize their narcissism and even desire to seek treatment. Again, I was fortunate to meet A, have her do what she did to me, leave me high and dry, go no contact, make me think about her every day, make me plot and scheme. I feel bad I did that, but it got me to where I am today. And I haven't had actual contact, exchange of words in many years with her now. There's still a desire to reach out to her or someone close to her to say I'm sorry. I want to say I'm sorry. I want to say it directly to her. I so want to pick up my phone and text her or shoot her an email and say, blah, 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 blah. This is what happened. I'm sorry. But the abuse that I put her through, the trauma I put her through, I know she's in a better place now. She's put, hopefully put me to the side. And she's able to live her life without any repercussions or incidental thoughts of what I did to her and how I managed the relationship. I don't know if she is in a relationship now, but if she is, I hope she found that someone that truly listened to her. I don't like to swim, so I absolutely refuse to go to the beach, go to a swimming pool, uh, even care if when we traveled, we had a hotel that had a pool. She absolutely loves swimming. Her daughter loves swimming. She used to be on the swim team, but my needs outweighed hers. I feel horrible about that. I know she liked doing outdoor stuff. I'm not a big outdoors guy, so guess what we didn't do? Outdoor stuff. I enjoyed going to movies with her. I enjoyed going to the zoo with her and her daughter. I enjoyed trying to make them happy, but it was always under my rules, my guidance. And that's not the way to have a relationship. The crazy thing is, is my current relationship is stressed now, too. A lot of it was because of my narcissism early on. Then the discovery of my narcissism. And then the way I'm choosing to deal with it. This podcast is not thought highly of my current partner. She does not like the fact I do this podcast. I hope she sees the need and realizes the need and why I'm doing this. It really does help me reflect on what's going on in my life. Progression. I can go back and listen to these and have an idea of thoughts and maybe growth. Unfortunately, the person that I am becoming and I have a desire to become, I'm not sure is the person she wants as a partner, narcissist or not. And I am struggling and discussing a lot with my therapist 
almost weekly it comes into do I want to win in this relationship because me because I can't handle it because my narcissism wants me to let it slip away force her to end it which is my typical mo I realize I make the relationship over in my head I manipulate my partner into ending it then I do my best to try to fix it and get my partner back that's not fair to my partner that is as manipulative as you can be and I'm terrified that if I choose to end this relationship is it narcissism is it self-serving or is it mutually beneficial after weeks of discussion my therapist sees the empathy I have with this um, choosing to not even have discussions about the relationship because of medical issues or because of major life happenings that would either depress her already or put her in a good mood and all my conversation is going to do is put her in a state of mind that's going to ruin that good mood or that happiness. I'm even to the point that, you know, okay, Friday night would be a good night to have the conversation because we're both usually around. But I don't want to do it on a Friday because it'll ruin her weekend. I don't want to do it on a Sunday because it'll ruin her work week and she'll go in with that baggage. So what day do you do it? How do you take into account what's going on? And now I think I'm, I'm putting too much empathy into the situation. I'm taking her needs and my, my interpretation of her needs, which is probably still slightly narcissistic, in trying to have this conversation, whether or not we still have a relationship, whether or not we want the relationship to go forward. It's been very stressful because I don't make nearly as much money as I did when we started going out because I've chosen not to make as much money. I have job offers on the table where I can make nearly, if not as much job or money as I did before when we started going out. But I'm afraid I'll go back down that slippery slope when the money starts rolling in, the narcissism rolls in. And I don't know if it's necessarily a correlation, but that's the way it has been. I enjoy my life now working for myself and having control over what I do, even if I don't have everything I want. I made a potentially, to me, narcissistic decision a few weeks ago and purchased a new car. I told her about it briefly the night before. When I went to look at it that morning, she knew I was going to come home with it. I said, no, it wasn't realistic that I was going to. Uh, she doesn't like the type of car. She doesn't, you know, there's, there's ties to this car that go deeper. Technically, go back to my ex-wife uh, just because of the make and model. But she did something and it irritated me. And at that point, it, you know, I was going to get the car. The thing is, is yeah, it's narcissistic. I did it. I did it because I wanted to. But the change is for the first time since 2012, and I'm kind of a car guy, really like cars, pay attention to them. But since, for the first time since 2012, I bought the car I wanted, not based on my partner's needs. I've always let my partner get the car they want, no matter how practical, impractical, cute, extravagant, whatever. They can always get whatever they want 
And I sacrifice my driving enjoyment, which is a major, major portion of my life for the sake to make sure we have a car that's practical for the family. And yeah, that's a dad thing to do, but I had to, I kind of just had to, it was one of those things. It's helped me with my self-confidence. It's helped me with motivation. Uh, Not that I'm necessarily built around the car, but I have, it's like buying new clothes. I don't know if it's really the uh, emperor's new clothes or whatever. That's what makes me feel good. Some people have a shirt, or, or excuse me, some people have a shoe thing. Some people have the car thing. Some people collect watches. I kind of do that also. Some people are big into computers. Some people are massive gamers. Some are into little characters. Whatever, that's their hobby. That's their passion. And really, cars have always been my passion. Now, because of employment and that in the past, they've really taken a backseat to a lot of things. But now that I've made this purchase, and it's not... It's actually a practical purchase still. I mean, I didn't go out and buy a Porsche or a Ferrari that seats to get a new Corvette. But very reasonable money. Didn't really change over the practical car I had. And the practical car I had, yes, was still good. But it's really helped me feel better about myself. Give me a little bit more confidence. And one of the things that I've been losing in this pursuit of overcoming the narcissism is a lot of that self-confidence. I question a lot of decisions. This decision I made, I kind of researched. I did stumble across it. It's a decision I, you know, like I said, I made. I made it for me, which is a little self-centered, but it's given me back that confidence that this second-guessing everything does. And I never second-guessed this purchase. I knew what the qualifying factor would be to not buy it, I knew the numbers, I'm very good with the numbers, and we meant the numbers almost to the penny. I knew, you know, what what my trade was, etc. So that that gets too deep into the weeds. But that was a good thing for me. But again, it's brought stress a little bit into our relationship. And um, I've said in previous episodes, I don't know. I don't know if the current relationship I'm in will allow itself to continue as I try to retreat from the narcissism and control. I don't know if this partner actually requires a little bit of that narcissism and that confidence, which to be honest, I've been lacking ever since I've started down this journey. That confidence hasn't been there. That some things have been lacking. I mean, I do make decisions and but it hurts my day-to-day business. That's kind of the last couple of weeks couple of months again you know the core of this podcast is about discussing how i'm overcoming my narcissism and journaling i've been on tardy the last few weeks with getting on time episodes out i think it was very poignant to reflect upon the joy i felt 11 years ago when that relationship started it was an immediate We met for the first time in person, probably 5 o'clock. By the time we left Starbucks at 2 a.m., we were in love. And we were in love for many years afterwards. The love left, especially for her, 
a couple of years before we left each other. And it's not like I didn't get warnings. I need to somehow figure out how to reach out maybe and start that process of saying I'm sorry. A couple next episode I'll go in a little bit further on some things I'm doing that follow some of my therapist's advice. And it, it's been kind of a weird weird happenings. But again, I thank you for listening to me on overcoming my narcissism. Uh, again, this is a podcast put together by a narcissist for a narcissist journaling the difficulties in trying to overcome. And you can never overcome. You just have to learn how to manage your narcissism. Much like I say and said in the intro for this one, just like alcoholism, just like drug abuse, it's a daily fight to pay attention. And my drug is manipulation and control. And I can't let myself drink from that well. And that well's always in front of me. Unlike alcohol or, say, drugs, which are physical things I got to have, I carry my narcissism with me every day. And it can pop up at any moment. Again, thank you. Join me for the next episode. Till then.